The second reading is from Paul's letters to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God, our Heavenly Father, and Christ Jesus, our Lord, who gathers us as a mother hen. Amen. Foxes, hens, baby chicks. Today's gospel reading is adorable. And did you catch that allusion to the triumphal entry at the end? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So let's add in the donkey and the palm branches. And this is the cutest gospel reading since the last time we talked about shepherds. But we know what foxes do to hens. It's not a pretty picture. 
They are clever, tenacious, adaptable, which means that they are effective hunters. So effective, in fact, that they are known to kill more than they can eat. When Jesus calls Herod a fox, he's not being cute. It's not a compliment. And we know what Herod was capable of. His grandfather, Antipater, brought the family into power through a web of violent deceptions and by currying favor with the Romans in a story worthy of its own Game of Thrones-style TV show. His father, Herod the Great, murdered no fewer than three of his own sons, and per the Gospel according to St. Matthew, ordered the massacre of the Holy Innocents. Our current Herod, known as Antipas, heir to a quarter of his father's kingdom, continued to oppress his people in pursuit of Roman approval. It was this Herod who imprisoned and beheaded John the Baptist. Herod is a predator, the son of a predator, the grandson of a predator, friend of predators. His throne is secure only because he preys upon and devours others, both those who might challenge his power and those who might earn the unwelcome and dreadful attention of Roman soldiers. And now he has his hungry eyes set on a roaming preacher and miracle worker from his own region, Galilee. The Pharisees' warning is not overblown. Death on Herod's order was a very real possibility. Confronting his own death, how does our Lord respond? With a strong commitment to his ministry. We are on the way to Jerusalem. A few chapters back, in fact, just after the transfiguration, St. Luke records that Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. We are on our way and there is no turning back. So it is that Jesus continues his ministry while casting out demons and healing the sick. Today and tomorrow and on the third day, finishing his work. Yet, he says, today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside Jerusalem. O oh, Jerusalem, city of turmoil, where foxes roam, it is in Jerusalem that kings went so astray, where the rich oppressed the poor and the foreigner, Jerusalem, where the Lord God's temple was built, where the prophets called the people to repentance, but were met with persecution. Jerusalem, where the Babylonians destroyed the temple, where foreign kings desolated the rebuilt house of God, where Roman soldiers and governors sit, eagerly awaiting any opportunity to demonstrate Rome's brutal might. Jesus says the people will not see him until the time comes when they say 
Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And so we will exclaim at the end of this Lenten pilgrimage, when we join him on the road into Jerusalem with waving palms and shouts of Hosanna in the highest. But before that day is out, our shouts of blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord will fade to cries of crucify him. Even so, the Lord still yearns to gather us like a hen gathers her brood. As Psalm 17 puts it, to hide us under the shadow of his wing. How often, says Christ, have I desired to gather your children as a hen gathers her brood under her wing? It is a remarkable thing when a hen gathers her chick. For certain, it can be that adorable image that we imagine as she puffs herself up and offers her warmth to nurture them in the first days of their lives. But when they leave the nest and wander out into the yard, when there are foxes and snakes and hawks searching for a tasty nugget, the mother hen becomes fierce, puffing herself up, spreading her wings out to intimidate a beast many times her size. She gathers her chicks behind her, but she will also charge the predator and risk her own life to defend her young. The ancient philosopher Plutarch remarks, how carefully do hens look after their young chicks? They receive them under their wings, which they spread and hold open, that they may creep in. Others they suffer to mount upon their backs, gently giving them leave to climb and get up on every side. And this they do, not without great joy. If when they are alone without their chicks, and have no fear but for themselves, a dog or a serpent comes their way, they fly from them. But let their brood be about them when such a danger is presented. It is wonderful how ready they will be to defend their young and to fight for them, even above their power. Beloved, this is a world full of foxes, but our God comes to us as a mother hen seeking to nourish us and shelter us from the predators. Yes, even on his way to Jerusalem. Yes, even facing certain death. This is who our Lord is, a mother hen protecting her chicks, not just a cute image, but one who is willing to lay down her life. Much like the good shepherd who lays down his life to fight off the wolves and lions, for the sake of the flock, the mother hen will place herself between her young and the fox. And so Christ hung between us and the powers of sin and death. We know what predators do to chicks and to sheep. And we know what hens and shepherds must be willing to do to save them. Jesus is telling us what he will do to save us.
We've heard this story before. This is not our first Lent. We know what is at the end of this season. We know what is waiting in Jerusalem at the end of Holy Week. And we know that the predators continue to prowl. There are foxes in the henhouse. This is sadly not remarkable news. We have seen them throughout Scripture, enslaving the children of Jacob. We have seen them marching forth from Nineveh, Babylon, and Rome. We have seen them claim the throne in Jerusalem. We have seen them rob farmers of their vineyards and set taskmasters over the people of Israel. We have seen them throughout history, fiddling while Rome burned, goose-stepping across Europe, hiding behind white sheets as they burned crosses on southern lawns and hung strange fruit from poplar trees. They have caged children and sent guns into schools. Even now, a fox has directed the bombings of civilians and hospitals in the Ukraine. The predators of this world seek only to kill and to devour. And these foxes will stop at nothing. They may be as clever as foxes or as sly as serpents. Think how crafty they are, how they convince us that they have our interests in mind. They so fear that they might impose violence in the name of safety. They whisper in our ears and tell us that they are defending freedom. They tell us they are restoring greatness. They tell us that they are upholding tradition. All the while, they devour us. Just as the serpent in the garden fooled our first parents with something as innocent as fruit and knowledge, and just as the devil tempted Jesus with something as innocuous as bread. Dear ones, be not deceived. These foxes will eat you alive. Even among the predators, though, even in the danger of this world, yes, even now, God wishes to gather us like a mother hen guarding her chicks. Our God loves us so fiercely that he stepped down from the heavenly throne and became human and faced down the predators of this world, even to the point of death. Knowing what awaits him in Jerusalem, our Lord Christ set his face resolutely. Even with the warning that the fox is out to kill him, our Lord continued in his ministry, casting out demons and healing the sick, confronting the powers and principalities. He gathered us to protect us from the predators, and it cost him his life. But his work is not finished until the third day, when the tomb sits empty, when sin and death are defeated. So come, beloved, come gather under the shadow of Christ's wing. Be nurtured, for here at the altar, we are nurtured by the very body and blood of the one who stands between us and the predators. Here, is the one who gathers us in. Here is the one who has overthrown the foxes and the snakes. Here is the one who will topple the mighty from their thrones and lift up the lowly. Come, behold him, and lift up your shouts of blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord.
Amen.